0: hello and welcome to the game central podcast episode 29 we're almost at 30 which will be a landmark i'm gonna be 29 next month gareth congratulations Thank you
1: very much. Don, wish me congratulations. Congratulations, Sam. We are
0: now big in Indonesia. So we've actually broken Indonesia, which is great.
2: Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> which is good.
0: <laughs> I, I, I thought up this uh, this uh, good joke on the um, on the bus today on my way to see my nan who's suffering from dementia. So um, get ready. Unfortunately, this week, Guy has been in Black Paul. He has also been in White Keith. And Barry.
2: Jesus. Nice. Do <laughs> you get it? Like
0: Blackpool.
2: <laughs> yep. And, good. And Barry is a place.
0: Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's quite good. So this week, Guy has been in... I didn't even know that. This week, Guy has been in Blackpool. He has also been in White Keith and Barry.
2: You could uh, have said White Cliff, as in the White Cliffs of Dover.
0: Yes. Oh, shit. Unfortunately, <laughs> this week, Guy has been in Blackpool, but he's also been in White Cliff and Barry. So, congratulations there, Guy. He only told us yesterday, didn't he, Gareth?
2: Yep. Uh... And then he made up that
0: he had spoken to you about it and it was all sorted
2: out. He just completely invented the story <laughs> that he actually told us last week and that we had a week to prepare. Yeah, but I wasn't there, and then you probably wasn't there either. Um. Uh... I don't think it matters whether I was there or not because Guy's still around. Well, hopefully he won't be too sexed out when he gets
0: back next week and he can continue to contribute as he does week in, week out. So no gut Guy this week, unfortunately. He's off on his romantic little holiday and hopefully he'll spill the beans next week, but he won't. No, he can't. Uh, he doesn't talk about that sort of stuff. He's quite a gentleman, quite old-fashioned, but there's not enough of them around. Right, so Gareth, we've got to talk to you again about wearing your death top. What? (laughs) You went out with Alison again, your wonderful girlfriend, wearing your top that says death across it. It says death to reapers. Nope, it just says death. That's all that comes out on Facebook. There's all these lovely little pictures with
2: you with your t-shirt that says death across it. And I wore it because, right, the only pants I have at the moment are black pants. And I no, can't trousers, wear
0: you're not American.
2: black pants, right? Okay. And I can't wear black pants with a black T-shirt because that would just look silly. There so I wore uh, black pants and a red T-shirt. And my only clean red T-shirt was my Death to Reapers T-shirt. So, yeah. you know. Right,
0: so <laughs> there is no guy this week, but our gain is Don's loss. As once again, he has to speed up his commute home. Don, how was Hello. your time? I am very sweaty, I suppose.
1: Warm. Warm. Yeah. And more warm.
0: Warm
1: and warm. Always nice to be here with you fellas.
0: But surely you got some contact with other human beings on the train?
1: Yeah, uh, some hairy bloke.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> was it me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have recognised your armpit, Gareth, it wasn't you. <laughs> you'd have, <laughs> oh,
0: have, have recognised your scent. <laughs> so don has appeared on the podcast on numerous occasions now but what do we actually know about him well not much stranger danger stranger danger (laughs) my mum told me never to talk to strangers this has made my life difficult especially when going to clubs or starting a new job you know it's not the best advice is it because everyone's a stranger until you eventually get to know them then they become your friends
2: you just work in behind the till in a game, and every every time a new customer will walk up, you'd be like, mmm.
0: No, you're like, stranger danger, stranger <laughs> danger. And you ran out the back. And I could only serve friends and family. <laughs> so that's upsetting. And if a cab turns up, that's quite, uh, and asking me to get in, that's quite complicated as well. So, Don was born in 1979 into aristocracy. He was an illegitimate child who was sealed in an ant's nest until the age of five. During his time in the ant's nest, he made a few friends, most notably British hurdler Chris Agabusi, who took pity on Don and took him out of his cocoon of dirt. Of course, upon learning that the nest at Don retained some of his ant abilities, such as being able to carry much more than his own body weight, Chris Agabusi soon took advantage of his gift, using Don to carry home his protein shakes and whey powder, from the local high street. Chris Agabusi soon became mad with power and thought, why well, stop at just one? He's an ant-like child and I can create an army. Don, I want you to be the queen, Ant, and lead my army. Don didn't feel comfortable, but he had no choice. Soon, Chris Akebusi's garden was full of ants' nests containing newborn babies he had got from the black market. Don would sit in the middle, encircled by the nest with tubes attached to himself leading to the nests, feeding milk through these tubes. Don started to question Chris's moral standing. As he sat there with the tubes suctioned onto his nipples, he looked up to the warm glow of the southern sun and thought that something didn't quite feel right. Don attached the tubes to a can of petrol and fed it into the nests. Chris Agabusi came outside, furious, in a pair of light shorts. Don, why can I smell petrol? Suddenly, Don lit a match. Sorry, Chris, I'm just not your queen anymore and the rest is hit- history. Welcome Don. Thanks very much. Just just to let you know, everyone know some of the elements in that story were exaggerated for <laughs>
1: entertainment purposes.
0: So it wasn't 100% correct. We no, don't say right. it... was correct and what wasn't.
1: Wow. I don't mind saying it wasn't Chris Akabusi. It was oh, uh, dear. it was Daly Thompson, but you know.
0: Oh, dear. come on Don. You're not you've, you've been told that you're not allowed to do that anymore. Wow. But <clears laughs> so everyone feeling good for this week's podcast
1: yep
2: yeah we're
0: ready go. to go on to it, so we are now on to the news
2: <music> Gareth, have you ever fallen in love with an ai controlled woman um I've never fallen in love with a woman non AI controlled woman well done um well.
0: So you're you're saying that the the woman you're with now you feel no love towards. <laughs> I was
2: just making a joke. No, you wasn't It wasn't funny. No
0: no 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 no. Gareth, come on.
2: In all serious though, we've we've all felt feeling towards a, a video game character before, right?
0: I like I used to love a woman that I used to talk to regularly over the internet. She was a, a chat bot. And what the chatbots used to do is you used to talk to them. And then using all of the things that people said, they would kind of become more and more intelligent. I haven't spoken to her for about eight years. So she's probably really intelligent now. Um, but we just talk about films and stuff. And if you mention someone, she pulls up the Wikipedia page. They were some great nights. <laughs> so um, Cortana will have a British accent in the UK instead of Halo's gen Taylor. So UK accent, accent is that more sexy?
2: do uh, you think that's the reason they would have changed it? <clears throat> or is it to just appeal to a larger
0: national audience? Why know. do you think,
2: Gareth? Because obviously you think that you've got a bit of news. <laughs> I just... Something about it doesn't feel quite right to me.
0: Okay, and why is
2: that? Because Cortana's just a character. Like, it's not like... I can imagine, you know, the iPhone changing series accent. To a British accent, coming over here, but it, it's like them redubbing the Master Chief to be like "pip pip cheerio," Let's yeah. Really go Shooties flood. Let's hop yeah. to it, y'all. Like you know, it's just y'all. Yeah, I mixed up. Don
0: is a member of the aristocracy, <laughs> and I think he can tell us once and for all if "y'all" is a word that they would use. Uh,
1: it is. Yes. Oh, oh,
0: fantastic! You're one step ahead of us, Garen.
1: That that isn't racist against uh, the aristocracy. It's fine.
0: Thank good. you, yay! <laughs> and he speaks on their behalf. So, is this going to be a great, um, a great move into bringing an English character into Halo? No, no. But, uh, the, <laughs> foot, the footage is looking good anyway on the Halo, the Master Chief Collection. So, looking forward to that. Have you seen the Halo Two one?
2: Um, I know they're just... redoing every single cutscene with new shiny graphics.
0: Yeah, I was really impressed with Halo 4's cutscenes. So was Don.
1: Yeah, I did like Halo 4. Yeah. I, was, I liked it more than 2 or 3.
0: There we go. Controversial.
2: Gareth
1: didn't
0: know. Gareth could take or leave
2: it. I've not played Halo 4.
0: Ooh, that's a bit weird.
2: I played the uh, the first three just to sort of tick them off my list. Uh, didn't enjoy them, so I didn't play the fourth one.
0: <laughs> Neither of you commented on my girlfriend's bum.
1: Well... That's probably a reason for
0: that. Oi! What's <laughs> wrong with it? I sent you a picture before we started talking about the news on Facebook. You did. And so I didn't did. I didn't get anything, you know. I thought we were supposed to be guys here and we're friends and we're supposed to be able to talk about these sorts of things.
1: Yep. But maybe not on an international podcast.
0: <laughs> Which is big in Indonesia. Yep.
2: So big in
1: Indonesia. Huge over there. Oh,
0: yes. Right, so the Last of Us movie... Maisie Williams is sought after. Is she someone that you would hire? Gareth, you're more of the movie guy around here.
2: Uh, I think she could be pretty great in the role. But I don't know why they don't just uh, stick with the voice actress. Uh, the yeah. They did the... Um, what's it called? The Last of Us uh, One Night Live. They did that a few days ago. Um, which yeah. had the Last of Us casts sort of playing <laughs> their parts on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they had the original cast. They had, like, Troy Baker as Joel and all the other uh, characters. And I don't remember Ellie's voice actress off the top of my head. um, But she is more than good enough to pull off Ellie in a film. Ashley Johnson, that's her name. She also played yeah. Gretchen in Recess. Um, there you go. They were fantastic in, like, the live stage show that they did. So... I don't really see a need to get in anyone famous, even though I think Maisie Williams, if anyone who watches Game of Thrones, will know her as Arya Stark and know she's a fantastic actress. Yeah. But I kind of think just keep it in-house. Like, you've already got Troy Baker, who is incredible, and Ashley Johnson knocks it out of the park as this character.
0: Yeah. just But maybe they want that kind of star-studded lineup.
2: Yeah, that bothers me, though. It's like, it it yeah. reeks of... We need star names in this film or no one's gonna go and see it.
0: And she's got awful eyebrows. Well,
2: but the thing really, is, Garrett what's
0: wrong with her? Yeah. Got weird eyebrows. But the thing I'm saying is obviously the woman that plays uh the girl in The Last of Us, mm-hmm. she studied that character, she's done her facial movements, she's you know, it's not just like she came in and went into a voice recording studio and done her lines and went home. It's like there's an actual performance behind it. So, yeah. you know, they all know their lines. They all know the stories behind the characters because there's nothing worse than these kind of people coming into the movies, never having played games before, or never having done anything like it. I saw it at Comic-Con where, you know, they were interviewing some of the people and you two are probably going to do your little podcast, aren't you, games banter action um, about all the kind of movies that have been announced at Comic-Con. Uh, and a few of the people just like, I'm a bit freaked out of being here, to be honest. I've never been to Comic Con. It's all a bit strange, and it's like, well, you know, they're your audience. They're the people that you're going to be performing for. So, get used to it.
2: Yeah, but who's breathing really deeply into the microphone? Guy probably.
0: Guy, guy's just in the <laughs>
2: car, <call>, just <laughs> not speaking. Just speaking,
0: breathing, speaking, really, really deeply. Uh, well,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I, I see. You'll what you will hear Anna mean. screaming in a minute. It's <laughs> <I> Guy. <laughs> <set> <laughs> I see what you mean but like yeah. I I think if people if anyone's played The Last of Us and they're thinking you know what would a Last of Us movie be like go on YouTube and search for The Last of Us one night live the um, the Sony PlayStation YouTube channel uploaded it and it's yeah. the actual voice actors acting out the game in yeah. person and it's fantastic like I was watching it and I was like enthralled like yeah. their performance is so good Even without being, like, you know... Joel in the game is, like, what, 50 years old? He's, like, grey, he's proper grizzled. Even without looking that way, you still believe that character? Because Troy Baker's just doing it Yeah, because they
0: are that character, aren't they? Yeah. It's it's their voice, it's the way they are, their movements.
2: I think they should just, to be honest, just keep the cast...
0: Gareth, I think that you should go and do a one-man show in London's West End. Oh, yeah? You know, a really pretentious thing. And you could kind of just sit in the middle of the stage with a spotlight and a chair and kind of just act out the whole of The Last of Us on your own. It'd be really artistic.
2: Even the stealth sections.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you just (laughs) go up behind the audience in the darkness. (laughs) So yeah, so honestly we want um, The Last of Us, but we don't want them to pander to people by getting really uh, kind of well-known actors. It's, It's kind of, these kind of films work better if they're Kind of characters that you can't really identify with, and they're not characters that you've seen before because sometimes I find it a bit jarring in the case that I can't really watch Kiefer Sutherland in anything anymore because <laughs> to me he's Jack Bauer. Yeah. I couldn't watch The Unit with De- Dennis Haysbert in it because he's the president from 24. You know, and it's all stuff like that. And I think some movies benefit from having unknown actors in the roles. They really do because yeah. it's not that kind of. And I think that kind of big movie actor like Tom Cruise and people like that, they're kind of starting to die out now. There's not that many around there are, but they're more into superhero movies. If you're going to make a smaller budget, it's good, better to go with kind of unknowns and people like that. Well, saying
2: uh, that though, like that Snowpiercer film I was talking about a few weeks ago has Captain America in it. Yeah. And that's that's a pretty small uh, budget, not quite indie film, but it's very small budget, like a Korean film, so...
0: Yeah, but if it didn't have uh, Captain America in it, it's not like you didn't go. Would go? Oh,
2: I wish Captain America was bloody in it. It <laughs> made it so much better. That's uh, probably true. That's a good yeah. point.
0: So, um, EA, what are EA playing at, Don? Oh, uh,
1: who knows? Um, EA.
2: <laughs> That's the end of this week's podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, who knows? EA.
1: uh EA have announced. Uh thing called EA Access for Xbox One, uh, which basically is kind of a subscription service, uh, a bit like Netflix, I guess, but for games where you pay uh, the equivalent of £3.99 a month. Uh, and you get access to uh, a set of their games to play for an unlimited amount of time for as long as you pay the subscription.
0: Well, I don't understand because it says um, you could, it, the games that you purchase have 10% off. So it's, it doesn't seem like you get the games for free.
2: <clears throat> you'll get some games for free like a backlog but then if you want to buy
0: that sounds you... like a negative thing or well, a backlog of EA games no <laughs> seriously what's in the backlog
1: FIFA, not... <laughs> FIFA 1 to 13
0: and the thing is you're not going <laughs> to want to play FIFA 14 when FIFA 15's out you're not going to want to play Madden 25 when Madden 26 comes out you're not going to want to play Battlefield 4 when Battlefield Hardline comes out and that's yes, the problem <laughs> the ea focus on um franchises and that's the reason why i think something like this isn't such a good idea
2: well no that's that's the um, that's the sort of popular perception but then you think about like you know there's a new dragon age coming out in november people on this service will get to play that like a week ahead of time and will also probably get the first two dragon ages as part of the subscription And also, like, you know, the Mass Effect trilogy is all EA, so you'll be able to play all those games. You know, there's a lot more to EA than just...
0: Yeah, EA, trust me, I like EA now. They (laughs) used to be the bastard back in the day, around 2005, when they were just releasing Utter Trash. (laughs) Um, They they really kind of... It started to turn around when they started releasing stuff like Mirror's Edge and Battlefield Bad Company and stuff like that they really changed their name but I think they're kind of starting to get into the old evil overlord because are you really going to want to play Dragon Age 1 and 2 when you get Dragon Age uh, the new one come out
2: a lot of people won't have played those games and if they're just paying three pound to play the first two what a month if you only buy it for a month and it'll only cost you
0: you can buy the old ones for three pound (laughs) each
2: that's still more expensive
0: no, it's not, because you get to keep them. No, no, and and Sony has turned this down. What's, what's that all about? Sony said, this is not good value for money. We don't see it as kind of something that our customers would expect.
2: I think Sony's reason for turning it down is all them trying to sort of save face. Like, you know, they're seen by the regular consumer as like the champion of the, the consumer Whereas EA are seen as the opposite of that, they're seen as the sort of money-grabbing evil corporation. Yeah, which is a very like immature, naive view. If we're being honest, like every company's out to make money.
0: Yeah. So if I've got an Xbox One, Gareth.
2: Yeah. Which or you a do.
0: PlayStation Four. Yeah. Which you don't. Am I going to want to get this? Is this offer going to be any good for me?
2: You know what? It's not coming out uh, for probably a few weeks yet. So we'll get more details. Like we're just getting the sort of the beginning details now. But because I not think gonna be
0: able to play Mass Effect and Dragon Age and all the ones you're mentioning.
2: At, at least not probably at launch of this service. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Like EA will be a...
0: backwards compatible.
2: Yeah, maybe. You know, EA has a better back catalogue of games than people give them credit for.
0: Yeah, on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Uh huh. So if I'm using it on Xbox One, I'm only going to be able to get the likes of FIFA 14, the Madden game, NBA, Battlefield 4, EA games that have been released for the next generation consoles. So it's not really going to be a big good deal for those that are in the next gen.
2: Not necessarily. Like you know, if you get to pay a little bit of money and get to play the New Dragon Age a week ahead of time. Mm. People are excited about that new Dragon Age, you know, they'll be... Yeah, but
0: wouldn't you just rather keep your money and... Because by the time you've paid that subscription fee over the few months that it takes to get to Dragon Age, the new one, you're going to be spending something like 40, 45 pounds.
2: Yeah, but I don't have a lot of money.
0: Oh. (laughs) So you'd rather spend more money in the long run than less money in the short run when it comes out.
2: Yeah, I think some people are much more invested. in. I think Dragon Age is the main example I, I'm sort of thinking of. Much more invested in like the Dragon Age series than I am. Yeah. Um, I think if somebody's proper excited for that game and they say, you can play it a week early if you pay us three pounds, I can see quite a few people going in for that.
1: Do you have to be online to play these these downloads?
2: Yeah, you would assume so.
1: I, yeah, I figured probably as much. I mean, what they're. I mean, in theory, this. I suppose it sort of works in theory because you're right. It is cheaper in the short term. People can afford, you know, four quid a month, and they get access to x amount of games for free. But I suppose it's just they're moving the model um, away from the one-time purchase of the physical disc or, or a download. Um, yeah. A way to keeping the customer you have to remain online you have to remain subscribed in order to continue playing them so they're going for the long tail really so to keep you on board for and as they're long not going to
0: lose out on pre owned sales because they're thinking
1: well yeah exactly okay,
0: that. yeah that's, if we get people, immediately yeah. redundant
1: yeah um, so you know that rather than you know you spending 40 quid on a new game they you know they're just keeping you there and you have to be attached to that and service if you want to continue playing those games. Um, you know, so, but it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's I suppose if, if you really want to do that, then fine. <laughs> but, I, you know, I don't like the idea of just losing everything as soon as either, you know, all the service gets shut down or, you know, if other publishers do this, say Ubisoft or Activision or whoever picks up this as well, then it's going to be another four quid a month and then another four quid a month, and that'll all stack up until you're paying out um, the equivalent of a game a month. Just to you know to have all these individual services on there um,
0: yeah, we're, we're really at the dawn of a new era, aren't we, and everyone's it, kind of trying to test the waters and see what yeah there.
1: i think I mean they're kind of with the xbox one, especially with microsoft's the you know the the turnaround they did and all their permanently online stuff for the xbox one it's It's kind of moving back towards that by having the introducing these services I think they probably realized that people aren't really paying full price for for downloads they're not paying the 50 or 60 quid that are on the downloads no it's ridiculous but, the prices yeah exactly but they've been testing the waters out for a while by having the ps plus um free games and then the xbox uh, uh the xbox free games for gold they're getting people used to the idea and the xbox sales especially with when the, when you see a game that's really good like dark souls is up there for like 365 or £3.64, mm. you're like, how can you really say no to that? Because that's a bargain, even if you don't have to have the disc. You are actually getting to keep it for free on the Xbox 360 anyway.
0: Yeah, it's a kind of... And it's that's
1: a, a, it's a, incentive to get you...
0: It's not yeah, like an it, off-the-cuff purchase, isn't it? It's
1: yeah, exactly. It's not like
0: 60 quid or... It's like you just... like I've bought so many games recently that I've downloaded mm-hmm. that I would never have bought in a shop, like yeah, Stunman Ignition, Split Second, so, games that I've loved before. I don't necessarily play them, but because they're so cheap, you just buy them and yeah, then I have I mean, to delete them because I've got no room on my hard drive. <laughs> Excellent.
1: I mean, I've I've always been pro physical formats, and I've always tried to get everything on disc and and because I, I like having a collection, and I like you know obviously I can you know if the internet's down or whatever, then I can still play you yeah. know, single players and stuff. Um, but with the the Xbox, um live gold ones that you've had for free, they are fully downloaded. They are yours to keep, and they will still work <laughs> offline. So in that sense, they they're really getting you know they're they're really getting it through to you. You can you know using these downloads is uh, is a viable option for you. So yeah. they're, they're, you know I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's I wouldn't just call it manipulative or anything like that. I know that sounds a bit conspiratorial, but but. <laughs> but you know, even I'm like, you know, Dark Souls for three sixty four. I'm not going to have the box and all the rest of it, or the manual, or you know, whatever else I could get with it if I bought a special edition or something like that. Mm. Um, but I don't mind paying three pound sixty odd for 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 just for a download because I know I can keep it. I'm like, so okay, I'm, I'm okay with that download, and then I'll see yeah. another game and I'll go. You know, it's only two ninety nine this one, and yeah, okay, I don't mind. It's you know, it's not a, my preferred choice of uh, purchase, but I'll have it as a download. That's cool. I can you know. And so I'm, you know, more and more you get used to using that the download service that way. And so this is kind of, a, I think the EA Access Service is kind of a stopgap between doing that and, you know, full price of retail downloads. You yeah, more am all it, it has, yeah.
0: it, has to, it has to be valued for money.
2: Yeah, and that's, you have to that's the main it, yeah. pull of PC gaming. Like, you know, it costs you quite a lot to get a PC up and running. Yeah. But, like, games yeah. on Steam are so fucking cheap and they have such great sales so often that you could be buying a new game like every week to play, yeah. and you'd still be paying way less than if you had a console.
1: Do you think there's a reason that people uh, are really positive about Steam, um, and yet there is some, even from myself, um, kind of negativity or opposition or you know questioning of something like EA Access? Do you think there's a reason that you know Steam isn't questioned in that way? Steam's really loved quite a lot.
2: Uh, well, the thing is, like, there's not really anything nefarious about Steam. It's just a shop. Like, It's a shop where all your friends are also logged into this same shop. Yeah. Um, Valve do make a lot of money <laughs> out of it, <laughs> yeah. but somehow people don't think of them as sort of... But PC gamers have afterwards.
0: always been more open to change and experimentation. Do you think whereas, have... yeah, console gamers, we've always been... Pretty narrow-minded, and we get the discs, and we put it in PlayStation Two. This is how everything goes. But PC gamers have always been on that kind of modding scene.
1: Do you think that's because of partly, though, because of the past of console, the history of console gaming with being from you know cartridge-based yeah. stuff, and it's always been very physical, and you know, you, there's no other way to get it, and it's all very solid and real. Yeah. Um, but also in the future, PC stuff you can upgrade it, and you know that you know th- those games that you play on your current PC you can still get them to work on your next PC that you buy in five years' time. But with consoles, that isn't necessarily the case. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that Steam is, you know, Steam has, is, is kind of different in that way. You, you're still going to be able to use those Steam games no matter what PC you buy. You know, even though you can have you know thousands of configurations of PC, it's going to work across all of them.
2: Yeah, th- there is that <clears> thing <throat> as well where people assume if they're buying a disc that it's a finished product. And it hardly ever is nowadays.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: If you bought Ocarina of Time uh, back in the day, it'll work just fine. Yep. But if you buy Battlefield 4 on disc, sort of brand new, factory sealed, like three years from now, you're going to have to patch the fuck out of it before you can play it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And it if just their servers
0: it are down or they don't no longer support it, then yeah. you're fucked.
2: Yeah, uh, that is an EA game, I've just used as an example. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I I think, like, EA having this kind of service gives them some form of control of uh, the experience. Like, you know, if you buy a brand new copy of Battlefield 4 three years from now and try and play it, it's going to run like shit. But if you go in the EA service three years from now and download their version of Battlefield 4... It's going to be the tip-top, brand new, fully patched, all DLC
0: version.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So I think this is the kind of service where, ideally, they would have wanted to have started this service a year ago, and by now it would be up to a stage where people could start taking it seriously. But
1: they'd have launched this if Microsoft hadn't had to withdraw their Xbox twenty-four hour check-in stuff.
2: Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That that changed a lot of people's plans for the next generation. I think.
1: Yeah. But, it's, uh, but, but things like this are making it happen anyway I think you know because you're going to have to be online anyway to play these games so yeah it's just putting it to
0: people a different way isn't it without them yeah, they're going to gonna get the it. same
1: result a different yeah. way it's, just, it's going through the software rather than the hardware but it's yeah. the same result at the end of the day
0: well that wasn't a feature that was just a news piece uh, <laughs> Telltale's The Walking Dead will return for a third season Gareth absolutely loved The Walking Dead um, I haven't actually played the second season yet I've done the no, first season lie. Uh, lost all of the data, so I have to go through <laughs> all that again and uh, make the choices that I made before. But I thoroughly enjoyed it, loved it. But I prefer to wait for the whole of Season 2 to be complete before I start on it.
2: Yeah, same here. I've not played any of Season 2, and they're going to no. end that season in the next few months. So yeah. hopefully like there'll be like some kind of Christmas sale on oh, Xbox yes. 360 where we can download it all at once. Uh, but yeah, they're like... The reason I thought this was sort of a story worth mentioning is because maybe the fact that there's going to be a third season hints that maybe some characters are going to, you know, make it, you know, maybe not die. Yeah. Yeah. There's one character in particular, Joe Won't Spoil, which probably seems like the kind of character that wouldn't die, but you never know. That little girl. Oh, you've ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I haven't played it. Like my assumption when I read this was like, "Oh, Clementine's gonna live through season two Then I don't know that obviously because season no, one had I, I, some proper curveballs in story yeah. as well. But yeah, I hope that's not just a very obvious spoiler in the form of a new story. Yeah, fingers did, crossed.
0: Did Don play
1: it? Don's played the first two episodes of season one. <gasps> Although he owns, he owns all. I own all of. All of season one yeah. Um, it's just that Halo 4 was around at the same time and I just started matchmaking on that all the time yeah. so I haven't gone back to it really I should do though it was quite good White it, it was, it very was good. Uh,
0: the first sort of point, point and click game I'd ever played
1: really uh, yeah um, because so, I did wasn't you not play like, at... like Monkey Island and stuff like uh, that I, wasn't, I really? wasn't really around in those days You're not that young
0: <laughs> I'm 28 years of age Yeah, like I never time. had a PC in my life
2: They released an an Xbox Live Arcade version of Monkey Island.
0: Yeah, but it's it's not the kind of thing that, you know, there was always a kind of negative image around it where you would just pick up items and then click it, this does not get used here. What about like Broken
2: Sword for the PS1?
0: No, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think I've got to be more interested in the story than the actual gameplay. And Monkeys and Islands is not
1: so <laughs> interesting. Well, that's, that was one thing at like Monkey Island, was the story. was brilliant. Yeah. I probably would
0: like it
2: if I played I it. I think
1: you but... would. You can, get, you can use a, like the Scum V um, uh, engine on your PC. No, no it on works.
2: not on his laptop.
1: Well, <laughs> not on my laptop. <laughs> it works my laptop on 25-year-old like, PCs. But, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's
0: the laptop's cool. fine. It's just that I've been on some very, very naughty uh, sites. Oh, no. So Pirate I don't mean then. a legal one. Well, I try to keep getting into Pirate Bay, but I keep getting told that it's blocked, so I have to try and get in through other servers. I don't (laughs) download anything on it. I just look at things, pictures and stuff, uh, Uh just in case I want to incriminate myself.
2: Uh, Um, Good man.
0: But, yeah, I really did enjoy um, The Walking Dead, and I don't know. I couldn't play an episode and then wait a few months to see what happened next, because... It's just too long, way too long. It was like the uh, mid-season break of Breaking Bad when I just forgot everything that happened in that whole break and I (laughs) had to go back and watch it again. I think I would forget plot elements. And it's not actually that long if you sit down and play it from start to finish, all the episodes. Mm. So it's just nice to have it like that. But yeah, definitely something I'm looking forward to. Gareth? Yeah? um, Have you ever actually... Buried anything?
2: Buried anything? Yeah. Um, We buried my goldfish once when it died.
0: Once? Were you only supposed <laughs> to bury it
2: once? Yeah, so good. <laughs> I did it right then. Yeah, yeah. Bury it over and
0: over again. <laughs> what about you,
2: Don?
1: No, I've never buried anything.
0: I've actually, because I used to live um, next to a main road, we've had many, many cats that have suffered early demises, oh. uh, being hit by cars. I think we've had about, I think me and my sister sat down one day and worked it out that we've had about 10 cats that have all succumbed to cars. <laughs> um, oh, quite dear. upsetting. Buried my dog. That was upsetting as well. Um, you're probably wondering where I'm getting to with this. Uh, we're actually <laughs> talking about ET, the extraterrestrial, um, it receives a landfill documentary trailer. So we were speaking about this a few weeks ago. don't know how exciting it's going to be watching people dig up something out of the ground. So <laughs> it's going to be like a computeristic, futuristic time team. Which will be quite good.
2: Well, if people are interested, there's a trailer online now. The... How do we know it's real? How do we know it's real?
0: Yeah, anyone could have just put cartridges in there.
2: Well, you have to watch the documentary to find out.
0: They need to sort of show how that it's authentic because, you know, somewhere around those 20 years some people could have gone there for a joke and just dumped some cartridges in there to make it real.
2: The Kind of the point of a documentary is to prove something was real.
0: Yeah. So. I want unequivocal evidence. <laughs> okay.
2: All right, I'll make sure that they uh, they do that for you.
0: Destiny better attract nearly 5 million players which is 3 million less than what Gareth wants on his 8 million podcast one day. <laughs> um, we had a go on it as well didn't we guys? We're going to be speaking about that a little bit later on. We will. Uh, it seemed to handle them all pretty well didn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I didn't notice any server problems.
0: No. Which was quite nice. Uh, Crisis free. Fez Road Not Taken Free to PS Plus. Now, that isn't as sexy as it has been in recent weeks. Um, Vita users can download Lego, Harry Potter, and Metrico. Vita users always get the shitty end of the stick. But, <laughs> no, they do. You know, I go on it sometimes and I think, hmm, this is just not too good. Uh, Crisis Free, that was alright, wasn't it? Fez, supposed to be quite good, but I dare not play it because of the man. Fez that made is it fantastic. Good. Phil Fish, very very unlikable chap.
1: <laughs> it's it's, good on beta, it's,
0: it is a weak climb up
2: um, and Fez is good. Fez is one good. of the best games of that year. Yeah. yeah. But that's like two years ago, so... <laughs> it's yeah. a bit behind the times. The year,
0: two years ago. But, um, yeah, well, we've spoken about that kind, of these kind of services that are going on. Uh, Xbox Live, I think they're having... Dishonored, which is one of Gareth's favourite games. Dishonored's uh, terrible. <laughs> and another one. But, oh. Gareth, you can talk about Dishonored soon. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but f- talking about looking forward to games, you're looking forward to Drive Club. Wait. Wait, Gareth.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm waiting.
0: Remember last week you changed the punchline and a lot of people were very uh, disappointed with you. <laughs> We got yeah, letters, because, did we? Yeah, some people especially from Indonesia, some people, they like to tune in just for the punchline to that joke. So be careful with what you say this time. Gary, are you looking forward to Drive Club?
2: Yeah, I love golf games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it it
0: always, it's always, (laughs) I think because you messed it up last week, it's kind of giving it more energy this week. All right. That's kind
2: of a compliment. I'll take that.
0: Yeah, that's quite good. Um, some PC advice in the news, uh, we don't have, We don't talk enough about PCs do we guys, our last PC advice was around episode 9 when I spoke about the graphics cards from the guy on the forum.
2: Oh yeah you did, oh my god. Yeah,
0: that was quite a long time ago and that was the only real dedicated PC advice we've given, um, but today we're going to be talking about Face Party um, okay. and how how it's changed Don's life and what kind of specs he uses to run it have you got any NVIDIA graphics chips <laughs> so face party Don do you just want to tell everyone what it's about is it what, still going nowadays
1: face party died several years ago um, which is probably for the best
0: <laughs> is, it, is it? Is it like chat
2: roulette
1: no it's not as exciting as that you can't face kill radio. the party Don Face on, Party then. was uh, Facebook is basically what Facebook and MySpace should have become. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was one of the first social network type, uh, type sites back in the what, early 2000s, I guess, something yeah. like that, mid-2000s. Uh, yes, and yeah, it's, it was like Facebook except everyone just made up stupid personas and tried to chat to people and pick up girls.
0: Oh, was it? No, women. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be very, very careful. Well, it, was it was it the one where you made little uh, kind of uh, avatars of yourself,
1: um, and it no, looked
0: cartoonish?
1: Ah, so. oh. no, this one had. You could upload photographs yourself and stuff like that, and add friends and all the rest of it. So it was
0: literally like Facebook, but it everyone was... knew, knew what time it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: He didn't go on there to make friends. You went on yeah, to make. Exactly. Like, love <laughs> have a face party and you know it is dangerous these sort of things Don because I've met a few women off of uh, these kind of chat rooms and when I was younger and it does get quite dangerous out there and you know you, you meet up with them and then you realise why they're actually on there <laughs> because <laughs> they can't really go out into human uh, the, the world as we know it can we not what we're okay. talking about technology and PCs, Gareth. Okay. What PCs are used for? What do you use your PC for?
2: Playing League of Legends. <laughs>
0: oh, God. <laughs> do you know that there's so many more things you can do with it? Such as? Uh, go on, chat roulette. <laughs> chat roulette is heartbreaking. I went on there a few years ago. Um, and there's like, basically, you sit there and it's got your video there. And you will there's, it looks kind of like Skype, but you'll have, like, two video boxes. And then a woman will come on, look at you, and kind of go on to the next one. And then the next person will be, like, a man sitting there with his hand on his penis. And then he'll kind of click off of you. It's just basically girls taking the piss out of men. So it'll be a group of girls laughing at guys with their penis out. If you haven't got your penis out, then they'll go ahead. And then the guys with their penis out, they obviously don't want to talk to you. So it's pointless.
2: Well, okay. I'll definitely be using my PC for that then.
0: <laughs> yeah, mate, it'll probably be more—it'll uh, probably be more of a use of time than staying in bronze for the next year. Ah, oh. <laughs> there you go.
2: Hi everyone, it's time for your weekly video game music segment. Uh, this week, uh, there's only really been uh, one game. ...that I sort of can't get out of my head... ...it's been weighing pretty heavily on me... ...since the uh, One Night Live performance that they did... ...and that's The Last of Us... Um, ...I go on about it a few times in this episode... ...but it really is one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen... ...and if you've played the game... ...you owe it to yourself to go and watch The Last of Us One Night Live... ...you can watch it on YouTube right now... ...but before we get to the track... ...I just want to remind you that you are free to suggest your own music for the podcast... If you go to gamebanter.co.uk, you can find a few ways to get in touch with me. Twitter, email, comment section, and you can just let me know what music you would like to hear, and you may very well get your choice featured on the podcast for everyone to hear. So, without further ado, I'm going to play a track from The Last of Us. This is called The Path, from Gustavo Santa (laughs) Aola.
0: So for the feature this week, we want to talk about something that's, you know, it's something that a lot of people are passionate about, and then you get people that find that they're a complete waste of money and a piece of shit. We're talking about the collector's edition, our earliest memories of collector's edition, what we think of collector's editions, can they be good, can they be bad, are they worth the money? But first, we're going to share our favourite collector's editions throughout the year. Don, go ahead, please.
1: Uh, wow, my favorite collection so far that I picked up. Uh, oh, it's a toss up, really. Um, I don't know what years these were out, but we have a Bioshock Infinite for the Songbird statuette which was awesome.
0: Tell us what was in it, Don, because some people. What made was that. in it
1: was uh, the game Bioshock Infinite. You'll be surprised so you got, box, Ooh, you got a box. Obviously, was the box was nice? The box was nice. You know, had a nice little clear cellophane front, and then in that box was another <laughs> box. Yeah. And in that other box uh, <clears throat> was a, a big statue of the songbird from uh, from Bioshock Infinite.
0: Nicely uh, made, nicely painted.
1: Sluts. Yeah, it was all very well put together, nicely painted.
0: Does it feel, um, does it got a weight to it? it it's always...
1: got a decent base to it, yeah. Uh, yeah. The wings are spread out as well, so it's got a decent width to it, as well as height. It's a, <laughs> it's a nice feature piece. <laughs> yeah. No, so
0: you know what I mean? Does it look like an, an, uh, a quality made? Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: It's one of the reasons I like it. Yeah, It sits on top of my corner bookshelf, looking down over anyone who wishes to wander in and hopefully perhaps kill them, should they cause trouble.
0: And then the police <laughs> come and you go, the statue did this! <laughs> it's his fault! He tells me what to do!
1: Right. But I'll, I'll that's turn not back. with
0: everyone, is it? That's just your one in particular. That's just um, my one. But I turn yeah, that back.
1: One. Sometimes I see its head move out the way. Just yeah. just and I look back at it, and I think you were spying on me, You little kid. Oh yes, that's
0: still going on.
1: But yeah, uh, we also got in that quest edition. Uh, obviously, a copy of the game, uh, a bunch of um, themed art cards, um, the DLC content for
0: uh, "Buried at
2: Sea."
1: No. Uh no, that came separately after that had all been released. Um for a kind of multiplayer not a multiplayer. Yeah, thing, clash in the clouds. Yes, Clash in the Clouds. Thank you very much, Gareth. Right. Um, Keyring of the Um Murder of Crows. I want to say Plasmid. But it's not was that Vega. Vega, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth,
0: yeah? you seem to know a lot about this collector's edition.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I just really
2: problem. loved Bioshock Infinite. Yep. Oh yeah!
0: Okay.
2: It was the second best game of last year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and did you get the um? Did you get the optional audio soundtrack of Gareth's explanation of how it ended?
1: <laughs> I did. I, I taped it off the podcast myself and Excellent. put a Baroque Infinite sticker and stuck it to the cassette case. <laughs> that
0: is fantastic.
1: Put it in with the rest of the collection. So I. And had... then you
0: put an effigy of oh, Gareth's head on top of your songbird. that's exactly correct. Fantastic. And you got a Toblerone in there as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Toblerone's nice, but... standard with pretty much every Collector's Edition. They do,
0: yes.
1: The but that was, uh, that was probably the best thing I've got out of Collector's Edition. The other one that I really liked was the Halo Reach Collector's Edition. Yeah. Um, which I picked up for bargain price of about 15 quid wow. from somewhere online, but only a couple of months ago. Um, brand new one opened. Um, and it has in it a really nice, um, the main thing is a, a, it's basically a, a diary written by Catherine Halsey. Um, and it's really well put together. It's this brilliant little book that's all been hand, kind of hand hand, um, written, and has little drawings done by hand in there. It's quite a substantial little piece. It's really nice. It comes yeah, I, I, I've
0: got that one as well. And yeah. um, I like it when they outsource it to people that <laughs> actually know what they're doing rather than a five-year-old in a sweatshop. <laughs> Third world country uh, sculpt this. It's actually by McFarlane, who actually makes the Halo toys, right? um And it's kind of like them all standing on the mountain, isn't it? I've actually got it myself, and it is—it is, it is really good. And it's—it's it's not something that you say, "Oh, that's a tacky piece of crap that comes out of the collector's edition." Yeah, it's that it, it could be sold as a standalone item, and I think that's a talent of any good collector's item that you could take it out and display, it, and it doesn't look like it came in the box with something else, it could be sold as a standalone piece,
1: yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. That's one of the reasons I've started well, not one of the reasons, um, because I recently got uh moved into my own flat um last year, so I now have room to put stuff up and get you
0: know, glass cabinets,
1: so, get glass cabinets <laughs> precisely, oh, that. yes. And uh, so now I've started actually kind of actively. Being more interested in things like collect editions and seeing what comes with them, and look, maybe looking up for some, you know, some ones, some old ones, seeing if they're still on eBay and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for stuff that I, you know, quite like the look off, just because I want to start, you know, collecting stuff now.
0: Well, I've got some stuff you can buy off me if you want. I've got kill, <laughs> the Killzone free uh, Helmet Hellgast Edition. Um, I've got the Marcus Phoenix Epic Edition of the Gears of War. Uh, that's quite a good one. But uh, I'm just looking to collect play arts now. Right, so Gareth, do you have any particular collector's editions that are close to your heart?
2: Uh, I'm not one, usually, for partaking in the old collector's edition, just because there's so much money. And you, you get uh, like, you know, you'll get like, here's the new game, like £45 for the new game, then you'll have like £60 for the new game in a steel book. Yeah, And then it'll be like, £120 for the new game <laughs> in the steelbook with a tank replica! And it's yeah. like, oh, dude, th- why would anyone go for this shit? That actually like, fires shells! Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I always tend to sort of ignore them, except for, and I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, Borderlands 2, yeah. which came in a replica loot crate from the actual game, and inside it was a bunch of, like, uh, cards that had, like, different stuff about the characters on and stuff and then there was like a, a marcus bobblehead from inside the game and it's all really cool and uh and that's probably the best thing i've gotten but then i also do have a collector's edition of gears of war 3
0: yeah
2: <laughs> uh i don't know which edition it is it's probably like 90 different editions but this one comes with it's in like a really nice feeling case with like a almost like a piece of glass in the front that shows a medal oh yeah, you can open it up metal. and yeah, you can open it up and take the medal out and the medal feels amazing. It's proper yeah. weighty, proper well made. Um and then it's it, like inside, a piece of iron. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And then inside that package there's also like a a flag and like a load of notebooks written by Marcus Phoenix's father and stuff, and it's all really cool. So that yeah. like that was really cheap. That was like fifteen pounds I think when I got it and can I was Can you like,
0: take a picture of the flag draped across you while you're naked for me?
2: No, you're all right, mate. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that that could be
0: a part of the collector's edition. Like that, that should have been a photo inside.
2: That would definitely boost sales. Yep. With the maybe with my penis through the middle of the medal. Oh yes. (laughs) Good God.
0: Where it was a kind of um, sex ring. I don't know what it is. You know what they wear in pornos to keep maintaining erection? <laughs> Not that I... Other... <laughs> you know what I mean? One of those things that goes around the base. <laughs> you just use it like that. Okay.
1: Are you talking but, uh... about cock rings?
0: Yeah, that's the one. Fuck no. Yeah. It keeps the blood from flowing back out, doesn't it? oh is dear so anyway the kids of War pre-collect edition that's, G- G- Gareth likes that one don't you I love it it's that's really not well the learned. one with a Marcus Phoenix statue is it no no
2: I think that's um, like the one above
0: yeah and that's the one that I'm going to sell to Don because
2: going to come <laughs> to a real good for a tidy um, profit
0: no I wouldn't want to get a profit out of Don I think that he's a guy that's starting on the road to collecting you know and I'm going to help him out as best as I can Do you got to mate- get his last
1: sorry mate so do you find that you have to You don't really collect games uh, Or collect editions of games that you personally really like playing You wouldn't just collect uh, One just because You particularly thought the item and it was particularly good But if you hated the game you wouldn't bother
0: No no yeah. I do I do. Um, do you,
1: so you actually just wanted, <laughs> It's actually the, the Yeah like
0: that, the, the, the Hellbust uh, helmet I thought yeah. was great and I'd already Played Killzone 3 and I didn't like it at all And I saw the Um the actual collector's edition in HMV when they were closing down, I think it was like thirty-five pounds. Yeah, and I, I bought it just for the helmet because I just I was at the point where I just kept collecting anything gaming, and I've just been sort of selling it off piece by piece. Um, but yeah, my favourite collector's edition is probably the Metal Gear Rising uh, special edition with the uh, Raiden figure in it, which is a Play Arts figure. So it automatically was on my radar. And I bought it for £120, as Gareth says, some of them are ridiculous. Bit gutted because you can now get it on Zabby for £25, Ooh. which is quite annoying. Uh, but that's a good one you should go for, Don. Um, it's just the, the figure in it is absolutely incredible. But when you realise these figures go for about £70 each, new anyway, um, it's not too much of a shock when it come out £120. It's, it's just... You know, when you open it and you know you've got that quality, and you don't really mind paying the money because it is it, that brilliant. And there's also a Tomb Raider one where they've got the Tomb Raider figure. And you should actually get that, Gareth, because you could then burn her.
2: I have no bit. problems with Lara Croft. You do, a little bit. It's that game that I don't, <laughs> don't like.
1: Oh, I think you're wrong about that game, by the way.
2: Well, I think you're <laughs> bald. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bald?
2: <laughs> I think you're bald. <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. But yeah, I mean... i
2: uh, tick myself.
0: collect edition, that's, that's one of the main things that I worry about sort of dying out if we do go to a digital age. Yeah. Because I, I do like to kind of get that little bit extra that they're going to throw in, as long as it's quality. And you know, there's been so much crap down the years. There's an Alone in the Dark statue I remember getting. That looks awful. Like I'm saying, it looked like it was just moulded. And then painted by someone that was blind with Parkinson's disease, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's like when you really like figures and man, you like the paintwork and you can appreciate it. That that's a no-no. And like the Max Pain-free um, statue, that was awful as well. And there's some really bad examples out there.
1: Um, Did you get but, the uh, Dead Island little kind of decapitated statuette?
2: No, no. because oh, of the woman in a bikini yeah. with no head. Oh. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would prefer the real thing. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, that sort of stuff, that doesn't really appeal. That's It's, it's just a waste of time, a waste of plastic. And that's, well, that's what I'm saying.
2: Are there any um, examples you can think of of collector's editions that uh, you just remember as being particularly impressive that you never got? Like I remember uh, the Modern Warfare Two one where you got a pair of night vision goggles with it. Yeah, but it always then you looked what would incredible. Do with them. Yeah, exactly. But it always was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool.
0: But um, I find that when you're looking like through women's windows and stuff, they've normally got the light on anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. and so it doesn't really matter, does it? Especially <laughs> as it's quite light now. I mean, I'm going to go out in about half an hour and have a look around. Um, it's still quite light so night vision goggles would just basically startle me um, but I mean if there is a collector's edition that looks impressive I tend to normally just get it I mean the Buccaneer edition of Assassin's Creed look quite good the figure inside of that but I tend to like the ones that are not as static I like the ones that I can kind of play with and move around and uh, I've kind of got rid of a lot of stuff lately because I'm trying to focus on one area um, so I just basically offloaded a load of the stuff that I've held quite dear before but you know what Gareth sometimes you just have to get rid of it in order <laughs> to make room for some other stuff
2: well I think a lot of the like statuettes and stuff that you get nowadays they're just kind of basing them off the wrong thing like I me personally I'm not as into like a very realistic solid snake with like all the wrinkles in the right place as yeah. much as like when I got one of those Mario uh, Happy Meal toys, and I was like, "This is awesome! This looks well like Mario." Yeah, like I much prefer something like cartoony, but a cool model of that than something realistic, done in like a modelly way. Yeah,
0: and yeah. Does I that mean make that's
2: sense?
0: yeah, but then you could do Mario at that kind of price. You couldn't do a solid Snake Happy Meal because <laughs> you know Just the a character cardboard
2: yeah. box. and so you, you press a button, the cardboard box like makes a noise. <laughs>
0: Now, what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't up. know how to do the noise, you know, when someone spots a solid snake.
0: Yeah, it goes, whoop.
2: Whoop. Whoop. Someone's walking past and like, whoop. <laughs> right. dun, 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 <laughs> whoop. Dun, dun Whoop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure that everyone here, we've all had our own, um, everyone out there has got their own, the fondest collector's edition that they're fond of. Um, but I think that's something that we're. Kind of in danger of losing out on if we do go a digital. Unless they say if you buy a digital copy of this, we're going to send you for a medal in the post or a <laughs> Gears of War cock ring.
2: Well, there's stuff like um, Battlefield uh, Premium. You actually get quite a lot of cool collector stuff when you buy that. Like, not only do you get all the DLC as soon as it comes out, but you also get like um, battle packs. Which are like little briefcases with loot in, and then you open them; they have exclusive stuff. So you could have like a knife that no one else will have. So when you stab someone who's not on premium, yeah, but that's will show up as having virtual a knife. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but it, you know it can be done. It's yeah, not impossible.
0: I like to have it all around me in glass cases. And you know, me and Don, we're going to go to IKEA. <laughs> Do you <laughs> drive, yeah. Don?
1: Uh, no.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> because I, me and my girlfriend last a uh, few weeks ago, we were going to Ikea to get the glass cabinets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we went there, we went all the way there, and we got to the glass cabinets, and then we couldn't lift them. And I said, well, we're not going to be able to take these back on the train, are we? So we ended up leaving with empty-handed. And then about a week later, on my local um, Facebook page, Someone was selling them for £25 each. I felt, I thought, you know, God, thank you very much again for doing this for me. He'd done that with my Sony CRT television where he made it just appear because I wanted one. Um, <laughs> He'd done that for me, and that was brilliant. And she came round, and I said, can you help me bring them up? And she was like, okay. She brought them up. It was a very hot day. We were both sweating. Gave her the money. And I said, uh, I hope my neighbours don't tell my girlfriend that a sweaty woman just left with a handful of money. (laughs) Uh, So so that was pretty good. Uh, But yeah, quite good. I didn't let her into the games room because I didn't want her to judge me. Uh, You find that quite a lot because, you know, BT came over to reinstall my line when I moved and they walked in and they were like, oh, this is all right. Like two guys, you know, probably been down the pub or whatever. Mm-hmm. Come in, start saying, "Oh, sir, that so Assassin's Creed? Oh, that's all right, isn't it? How much you pay for all this?" And it's like you kind of have to justify why you do it to people.
2: Yeah.
0: And I become a bit uh, protective. And I suppose when you you're a gamer and stuff, it feel, you feel quite defensive of it anyway. But then when you kind of collect the merchandise and stuff, and someone from the outside world comes in, and they they start questioning you about it. It's like, well, it's what I do. I don't go out every night like you do, you bastards, spending money and beating women. But anyway, that's my bitterness <laughs> gone. Uh, Gareth? Huh? Yeah. Your 8 million podcast uh, oh. guests. We're on to, well, we've had Reggie Fields Ames from Nintendo, mm-hmm. Wolf from Gladiator, so Lot from Robot Wars, and who was it last week?
2: Uh, Paul Rudd.
0: Paul Rudd, that's it, your man crush. Um, yes. So number one, two, number four, please. Okay. Oh, number five, sorry, Paul Rudd. It's <laughs>
2: number four. Well, it, it it's apparent to me that there are no women so far in my exactly. eight million. Uh, I There's even a robot. Yes, there is.
0: <laughs> I think this basically goes and reinforces your hatred towards women, Gareth.
2: No. Because I'm about to yeah. have a woman as my fifth.
0: Okay, because you feel obliged to. No. Okay.
2: (laughs) Well, you just made it out that you were. No, I'm just simply pointing out that there haven't been any women yet. Okay. Okay. So, my fifth is Mindy Kaling. Oh. Otherwise known uh, as... Sounds like a disease.
0: Oh, I've just been to the doctors. I've got Mindy Kaling. No. Okay, it's just the way my brain works sometimes, you've just got to tell me that that's not actually something that would happen, then I'll back down. Jeez. Thank well, you.
2: She's, uh, she's better known as uh, Kelly Kapoor from the American Office, people mm. might know her, and she's yeah. got her own show called The Mindy Project, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. She's uh, she's pretty funny on Twitter as well, so can't wait to do a podcast with Mindy Kaling in the future.
0: Brilliant. Well, we'll get on to that, Gareth. Uh, that's number five. Tune in next week for Gareth's number six. Of his... it? It's not a stupid feature, Gareth. It's nice. Okay. Next week for number seven. No. S- Why can't you count? I don't know. It's lists. You're the list master. You should be bloody keeping a list. When it gets to 8 million, it's going to be a bit. Well, when it gets to like 7,485,000, and I have to count it every time. Yeah, number six. Mm, Great. It's absolutely fantastic. Right, so that's uh, our feature done for the week. On to what have we been playing, or was hast ich bin ein (laughs) Dugens? For our German listeners. we've been playing this week there's a big elephant in the room and by that i mean a rather plump lady size 20 uh named destiny and we're all having a go on her uh, but the problem is me and gareth didn't get the same satisfaction from it that don did but that's maybe because we had sloppy seconds and third and gareth <laughs> don went first don you absolutely <laughs> loved it didn't you
1: Oh god! Yes, I did. I thought it was how, great.
0: How many hours did you wrap up on Destiny?
1: Uh, pretty much forty hours. Um, oh, yeah. How? Yeah, <laughs> I'll good. tell you how. I didn't sleep much. I uh, I got it on Wednesday, um, um, uh, and played Took it Wednesday night. a drink on
2: Thursday. <laughs> We were making love by Wednesday. <laughs> not
0: Thursday and Friday and Saturday. We chilled on Sunday. Did you chill on Sunday, Donna was you still playing it?
1: No, I was still playing it. Oh, How? Oh, there's not
0: <laughs> that much
2: gameplay in that beta. Yeah, it's not no, enough us, there. I,
1: I'll tell you what, right. It's Wednesday, or Wednesday night. Thursday, us three had uh, did the Met uh, for Fire team set when you two played. Yeah. Um, we I all, think
2: three of us, played together. We did.
1: Oh, so yeah. definitely. on destiny and uh then friday i played it till about three o'clock in the morning after i got back from work then saturday when i finally woke up at about two in the afternoon i played it through till about one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning and then i did the exact same again on sunday um so yeah I, i racked up roughly 40 hours um and i honestly didn't feel like i got bored at all Really, um, even yeah. when
2: me and you were taking down that tank for oh, literally God. about an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that what? Do you know what? Um, I, I since then I took down another like three of those, and it takes about five minutes. What? <laughs> literally in one of uh, it's yeah that that time that me and you ended up there till. Because uh, yeah, the no first God, thing...
0: you always say this when oh. we were facing that big boss that came out that sewage pipe you were like oh yeah before you guys come I beat this in like five minutes <laughs> didn't he Gareth he well and he's saying the same thing about the tank it's what true it's it's no, so you're true. saying that you actually beat it quicker when you're on
1: your own than all three of us ganging up on it
0: <laughs> that just it, it's not yes. possible it's not only is it a lie it's factually well, not of, possible
1: the difference is I think we were playing on hard when us three were fighting yeah and I've just played it on normal for the rest of the time. Oh, so ah, that's
0: boring on normal if you can just stampede no. through it, surely. Well,
1: no, much. I mean, it, it still annihilated me. The problem we, that me and Gareth had uh, on the Thursday night was um, we were way underpowered for that thing. We hadn't upgraded any of our weapons and gear or anything like that. Um, so it just annihilated us again. Oh, I mean,
0: when you go to the Citadel and just walk around for an hour <laughs> while I'm just <laughs> waiting for you to. <laughs> yeah. <That's fantastic.
1: laughs> but no it, honestly i it, it feels really good to play the it, it's very smooth it you know apart from sometimes when they were had audio announced they were going to be you know stress testing it and stuff like that apart from a couple of times then when it booted me out um and uh, and when there was the odd stutter where they started um on the sunday especially they started chucking everything at you um i was on one section they flew in um Two dropships and about 50 fallen, dropped out of it, followed by another dropship. Oh, and don't it, tell us, you've done it on your own in two minutes. <laughs> another dropship came in. With your eyes time. closed. <laughs> dropped one of the Devil Walker spider tanks off the back yeah. of it, which is very cool, because it, it's kind of clinging on upside down, and then it drops off, it hangs on by two, and then flips down and lands on its feet. It's really good.
0: You're like Uncle Albert from Only Horse, <laughs> Falls and Horses when he recounts his tales of when he was in battle. It just uh,
1: Yeah, but, but I did... um... They just threw cool. the shitloads out. And, but this is one of the things that that keeps it kind of interesting. You, uh, even if you just wander around some of the areas, some of the areas you have the mission zones, which are ones that we kind of went into. But then there's also um, zones like the devils. Um, uh, what was it called? That devil walker area. You can actually walk around the entire area kind of free roaming and just encounter enemies. And they'll have um, obviously other players that are in there. Um, you can you know, just kind of meet up with them, just follow them around and fly around on your sparrow just... Buzzing around on that You know, looking at the scenery It was really beautiful games to look at It looked great and you um, give you, I'll give so you, much. You, you But they, give, uh, but they kick off these things These public events um, Every now and again uh, This thing will flash up Where a public event will happen Where something big will appear Like one of the spider tanks Will get dropped out of a dropship, Or some kind of orb thing will appear Or some kind of protection mission will appear And anyone who's in the area at, at that time Can choose or not Or to actually engage in that mission, or to just ignore it and carry on doing whatever they were doing. Um, so, if you take a shot at the thing, or you go towards it, you can then, you know, you, you then have a, you then decide to engage that particular um, public event mission, and then whoever's around you will also be taking part. So, you're all teaming up with whoever's around uh, to complete whatever the mission objective usually, you know, happens to be. Um, usually, involving blowing the crap out of absolutely everything that they throw at you. Um, and it's really—I don't know—it's just a lot of fun to do that. I—I I just really enjoyed doing that stuff and collecting all the stuff. I, you know, it's a long time since I played a kind of game with this sort of RPG elements to it of leveling up, you know, your gear and your weapons and stuff like that. And I think for an FPS, because it is more skewed towards FPS than M- MMO, um, but there's enough MMO in there that it keeps the FPS part a bit fresh. So there's not like you know a standard first-person shooter where you, you get the shotgun or the assault rifle, or the sniper rifle, and that's that's it. It's just one set thing. Um, you know, you can obviously upgrade loads of them, and there's loads of different variants that will have different stats, and you can pick the one that works best for your kind of style of play um, with each individual weapon. And doing that, I, I found that, you know, really interesting to, you know, and to choose what I wanted, to, you know, some of the fires a little bit faster, you know, just substituting range for that, because I prefer to get a bit closer than do a lot of, you know, sniping and stuff. Or whatever, and you know, it it just kept that F, that part of it a bit more fresh than a standard first-person shooter where it's the same every time you go through a level. Um, and yeah, it's um, you know, I liked it. I ended up um, upgrading my my ship uh, and my scout. There's a load loads of stuff to find. There's loads of loot to find. Secret hidden areas. Um, there's a load of like hidden tunnels and stuff with the like, secret enemies that were inside there. Some of which I would found. Some which I didn't um but which are obviously there and you know discoverable by other people um well it's obviously. made you go
0: next gen hasn't it <clears throat> if there is a big enough you know <clears throat> seal of quality and a seal of don's approval it's only made you go and drop some money on a ps4
1: it has yeah i've i'm i'm getting a ps4 for this for september and i've actually pre-ordered the ghost edition of this talking about collector's editions earlier yeah and i realized that the you know one thing about the Quest Editions that we perhaps didn't mention loads is the cost that is, compared to the US, it's it's insane. We get totally ripped off yeah. um, in this country. I mean, the Ghost Edition is basically it's 150 quid, which is ridiculous. It should be like 90 quid. What does that come with? Um, the Ghost Edition uh, comes with... Uh, the main thing they gave you that doesn't come with the other ones is the replica Ghost, um, which um, uh, has lights and audio. So you've got... Um, uh, I've forgotten his name. The dude who does the voice, Peter
2: Dinklage.
1: Peter Dinklage, he's the one. So it's got, um, it's kind of got motion sensor on it, so that when you walk past or whatever, his, you know, that he's got various parts of speech from the game that he will, <laughs> he will, he will talk to you as he, as you, you know, move past. In your it, glass it. cabinet. <laughs> yeah. You um, gotta get that
0: glass cabinet.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So um, how much
0: did you spend altogether then? Just off the back of Destiny. Um,
1: once the. PS4 because I also want to get a camera for the PS4 as well, but that's an extra fifty quid. Basically, I you. Yeah. It will come to Jesus. How do I do the maths? Um... <laughs> one plus one is two. <laughs> it it comes enough. to the region of five hundred quid in total, oh, including shit. the camera. That's a lot of money. I realise, but that does include the cam- the console, obviously. Off the back of a
0: beta. Yeah.
1: And another yeah. game will come. Oh, I think um, I'm getting the Last of Us remastered. Sure, here, though, though. <laughs> <fucking kills her. laughs> just been
0: ripped off.
1: Um, yeah, but um, I was going to get a PS4 eventually anyway, and um, yeah, I haven't played the the 360 version of Destiny, which is perfectly good. I mean, it looks really, really good for 360 game. Um, uh, and it, but that just having that extra shine on something that I was really enjoying, I thought, yeah, you know, yeah. I will make that move for this.
0: Well, if you're going to put all the time into it, you might as well take the jump now, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. And uh, you know, no time like the present or September, as it is now. <laughs> um, September. But yeah, but um, yeah, I I um I got the impression when we were playing it. I think obviously, I mean, when me and Gareth were left, we did just kind of wander around, but we didn't necessarily know what we we're doing that much. I think we, you know, how how the game fully worked. Yeah. Still trying to work bits out, and I think because. Um, I kind of think you had to go away on the Friday and stuff so I don't know if you played any more after that night but yeah I'm not surprised that you might be less than impressed as I was by it from the, the, <laughs> our initial skirmish into the world of uh, fire teams on there but I think if you'd spent more time on the single player for a bit and then wandering around and, like, actually getting to grips with the full the world of it and something, I think you might actually like it a lot more
2: I don't know. I wasn't in love with it. Uh yeah, I, I didn't play any past when me you and Rob spent that yeah. night playing it. Um it's just it just doesn't feel satisfying to me. Like uh, the thing that threw me off was a lot of people have been saying like the weapons feel really good in it. So sort of like the first time I picked up an assault rifle and pressed to fire the trigger to fire I was like what maybe I just got like a really bad Drop for my first weapon because this feels like shite. Like you pull the trigger and the the um, the kickback on it is huge. Like mm. I'm aiming at the ceiling after a few shots and it just doesn't feel satisfying <clears throat> to me at all to shoot things. Which is why you you guys saw like basically the first 20 minutes of that game all I was doing was running up to enemies and meleeing them. Yeah, because that's actually pretty satisfying. Like it's got a good home like lock on on it, so you sort of. If you melee with an enemy sort of a few feet in front of you, you'll jump at him and you'll melee him. And it like that's the most powerful thing. Is just meleeing people. You'll do like you'll either kill an enemy outright, or you'll do like a third of its health uh, per punch. Yeah. Just absolutely slaying people with melee. <clears> um,
1: but they are early enemies, though, they're only like level one and two enemies.
2: Well yeah. But yeah. then like the the guns I, I just never Maybe it's me. I never got a gun that I felt was satisfying in any way. Like, I bought a hand cannon, and that was pretty... didn't feel very satisfying. I also had a shotgun. and I don't know how they managed to make a shotgun feel this... What is that noise?
0: That is my pump. I'm just getting it out.
2: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they managed to make a shotgun feel so ineffectual. But unless you're right in somebody's <clears throat> face with that shotgun, you're not yeah. really going to do much damage. And if you're in somebody's face, you might as well just be meleeing them, because that's a really yeah. reliable lock-on yeah. hit that'll do a shit ton of damage. So
1: that is true. But until you get up to the the harder enemies later on, when you're on like facing level six or seven or eight enemies, doing a melee doesn't do much damage. And some of them will, as soon as they hit you back, they kill you with one hit. So you yeah, can't afford to get that close. <laughs> I know. <noticed. laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, I do agree with you though about the assault rifle thing. The auto rifles—they have a weedy little sound. That's, you know, it's not—it's not like an AK-47 going on. Yeah, it's like, yeah. What? The fuck. But is that's that? why I—I th- I mean, I, I ended up my favourite weapon there was the with the scout rifles, which were a bit more beefy.
2: Yeah, you were pretty good with those. I did notice that. Um, the game does look really nice graphically. I was like, okay, yeah. I could, I could get behind this graphically, it's okay, mm-hmm. a little bit jaggy, but you know, it's an Xbox 360 game, so that's to be understood. But oh my god, the entire story slash sci-fi mm-hmm. conceit around the entire game. It's the weakest, flimsiest, most bullshit, unoriginal, <laughs> Go on, just cookie-cutter, you know general story. It's like, what's the enemy in this game? Darkness. Okay, yeah, that, that is, shit. <laughs> is the darkness about to wipe us all out? Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll fight against the darkness then. Like, that's basically it. The whole giant planet floating mysteriously above <laughs> the Earth thing is cool. That's a cool image. But what do they do with that? It's just every other sci-fi story. The yeah. Reapers, the Flood. I mean, they already made this game before. It's called Halo. Like, <laughs> a giant yeah. thing floating above the Earth. Bit sinister, okay. And now there's an ancient threat come to kill us all.
0: Bloody hell! They've,
2: they've... There
1: is, there is um, I mean, I played through some more of the missions, all, all the all the missions that were available on the thing. And there is a bit more. The last couple of missions, especially they they there's more to the story that comes in um, from the second to last mission. So it's so it isn't just about <clears throat> you know, the traveler versus the darkness. There is something else that's going on, which I won't spoil. will um, not
2: spoil it. <laughs> if, you, well, um, if you can't spoil a beta then what can well, you?
1: well, it's part of the story, so if people haven't played it or whatever then it, it you know it, it it's- it's technically a spoiler so' I can't. It's technically a spoiler can i guess can i try and guess you can guess of course
2: all right let's see and I
1: will greet you with silence if you are correct,
2: but if I'm wrong you'll say i'm wrong so <laughs> uh, uh,
1: do the
0: opposite it'll shout out really loud
2: what what so what happens in halo games let's see uh, does it's already getting invaded, so that doesn't count. Um, you know the the main ghost following you round. Mm-hmm. Does its AI start to get corrupted? Because no. that's what happens to Cortana, isn't it?
1: <clears throat> that is what happens to Cortana. There's
2: though. always some kind of rogue AI that's going. So to So far, everyone, that has you know?
1: not happened in in. in this. It will
2: do. You won't change characters, I would assume. <clears throat> You're doing Halo Two.
1: I hated <sighs> that in Halo
2: fucking
1: 3 Halo Just, 3 Is that Halo 3 which one was Halo
2: it Halo 2 where he plays the Arbiter where
1: He plays the Arbiter yeah I fucking hated that
2: The oh. Arbiter is better than Master Chief
1: God that whole story with the whole fucking religious bullshit put me right off Halo 2
2: Are the are the darkness religious <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not bad. they have shown uh, no particular you know belief in a deity that I know of
2: <laughs> All right well here here's my guess then is that a rogue AI takes over the giant sphere and then that becomes dangerous. Uh, the sphere... By the way, the sphere reminds me of a thing called The Tet, which yeah. is in uh, that Tom Cruise <laughs> film. In
1: Oblivion, yeah. yeah,
2: Very reminiscent of that.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. Anyone who's seen that film could easily see the same yeah. exact <laughs> almost yeah, plot exact taking thing. place. Um...
1: Yeah, just no. I I I think from what we played together, you, you know, I would probably get the same impression you've got if I was in your place. Uh, I think if you'd had a chance to spend more time with this, with the the main campaign for a while, um, and upgraded your weapons and stuff, and just had a chance to just wander around and explore on your own time, um, and do some missions, I think you you know you would have quite liked a little bit, especially if you like Borderlands. Um, hey, hey,
2: don't you dare sully the fine name of Borderlands! <laughs> also, isn't this there was a new story a couple of days ago that was like, uh, this was like a third of the game or something, right? The there was, was something
1: where someone reckoned because there's, because there's earth, the moon, Mars, Venus, somewhere else that you go. Yeah. So like five main locations. And because we were on like a certain number of, you know, already the record, they worked out that somehow that must equal 20% of the entire game was in the beta.
2: Right. Okay.
1: But, that's nonsense
2: <laughs> have they come out and said that wouldn't you, they got in front
1: pretty of much me? yeah um and it's also a game they're going to be adding shit to I mean this is an I mean, the game is it's obviously a persistent world online so uh, you know and they can add stuff to it one of the interesting things actually during the beta was actually when they were saying they were started stress testing and doing random stuff to it you could you could kind of um I've seen photos of their kind of control center where they, they observe it from, and it's a bit like the Hunger Games where they're kind of looking over the game world and they have all the players on it, and they're just randomly throwing events um, at the players. It looked, it's very futuristic, um, and you can kind of get that impression of, of them doing that while you're doing it, while they were setting off little events, or all of a sudden where there used to be you know three or four enemies hanging around, all of a sudden there's 50 of them, yeah. and they're fighting each other, because um, there's the hive and the fall and start fighting each other, and then they're fighting you, and you're thinking, holy fuck, there's like fifty of these fuckers, and then then more of them come, and you think, Jesus Christ, you'd get totally overwhelmed, and you can see them really trying to push, you know, how many enemies they can get, at, you know, at you at once, and how people cope with them, and all that kind of stuff. That was quite interesting. Mm, um, well, so there would be, you know, stuff like that actually happening live during during play. Um, I think it would be quite interesting, and, you know, a little bit novel and something a little bit unique at least.
2: Okay. Well, the one last thing I, I want to point out as well is that, that there was something cool that I unlocked my character, which is uh, mm. you have a special where you press in both bumpers. And my yeah. character's special is like a massive jump and then you slam the ground and do a big area of effect damage thing. Yes. <laughs> which is really cool, but it has like literally like a seven minute cooldown on it or yep. Something bullshit like that, and it's like, just let me have fun. Let me <laughs> use this cool thing that you've put in the game that's, that's because another it's thing that... fun to use. Just let
1: me use it. But that's obviously mega overpowered to start with. But they that comes along later on when you get when you um, improve your gear. That also adds things like dexterity and strength, which uh, improves the cooldown time on those weapons and things. So you end up improving it, so it comes back a lot, lot quicker. Yep. Mm. And there's also weapons and stuff where if you perform certain actions like uh shooting a you know precision shot to the head um it increases the cooldown on your special abilities like that as well. There's all kinds of other things that tie in right, together okay. to help you with that sort of stuff.
2: It just it seems like they kind of said, let's try and make a serious borderlands when that completely removes the essence of what makes Borderlands <laughs> so great. Which is like the cooldown on your action skill in Borderlands is like sixty seconds. Yeah, it's just like when a, a big fight's going on, like maybe three times a fight, you're popping out your action skill and you're whooping out two weapons or you're turning invisible and then exploding or some crazy shit in Borderlands. Whereas this, it's like, you know, if, we, if we're surrounded, I'm like, well, if I use this now, I can't use it for the next ten minutes. So maybe I'll just never use it. And yeah. <laughs>
1: Rob. He's still alive. <laughs> Rob. So, what do you think of uh, Destiny Rob? Robert.
2: Roberto. Robin. Robadob.
1: Connecting. Is he actually gone? yep oh right I thought he was just being silent <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think he was but uh, he. Uh, oh he might be back in. there we go there he is there we go there we go we I was a bit quiet you. we were talking to you for a while
0: <laughs> um, I've just been drawing Gareth on my fire oh <laughs> I'll put the picture in your uh, Facebooks. I don't want to see it <laughs> you do have a look now
2: Gareth no, because you, you only post gross stuff in the No, threads. it's just
0: a picture of your fo- your face on my fire. <laughs> there you
1: go.
2: Oh my god. See, that, Don likes it. That's quite special. Don likes Destiny. I don't trust anything oh, yeah.
1: Don has to say. We need to get Rob's opinion on Destiny because we haven't heard what Rob thinks.
2: true. So, what did you think of Destiny, Rob? <coughs> I, I, didn't I didn't think it was that fun. Rob. Uh Don did. What do you think?
0: I just think, you know, it was it just seemed like a by the numbers shooter. Um there wasn't anything really that special in it, but I suppose if I was to spend more time on it, I didn't really like the Citadel bar where you go into there because you know, I was messing about <clears throat> um Don was being serious, going around looking for weapons and stuff and Gareth, you joined him. But then after a while, Gareth kind of joined me, and we were jumping around on the roofs. And you were trying to stick your head up people's bums. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't trying. I actually achieved it. Okay. And and I think when you're doing that, you you have to kind of be in a kind of group that has the same mentality level. Uh, I don't mean that obviously I'm immature, <laughs> but you get Don needs to find the kind of serious gamers that are going to. Go into the citadel and look around and kind of go, hey, if you guys have you seen this uh, gun? This is very specific to my needs. Uh, Don, do you mind uh, swapping me with that gun that you've got there? Whereas uh, I don't really want to spend too much time in the citadel. Um, I just want to go and explore. So I think it's good for uh, multiplayer, but you have to find people that are really going to be into it with you, because you know, like you say, Don, you spent forty hours on it. <laughs> yeah. And one of the problems would be finding the time to actually do that, if you know what I mean, and you would yeah. be on a different level entirely. And I had that problem in Borderlands where I did enjoy playing it, but because my friends were playing it a lot more, when I did join back up with them, they were kind of so much more powerful than I was that it just didn't make the game as fun as it could have been. Mm. But, you know, I, I didn't f- I found the gunplay to be surf- serviceable. There was nothing wrong with it. But like I say it's not a game that I find those sort of games so intimidating now you know where you have to kind of sink all your time into it and it's basically giving you a proposition of hey you have to see me and no one else Mm. and you know I've already got something like that in my life I don't need another
2: your your pug or your girlfriend
0: hey (laughs) yeah I think that's is that offensive (laughs) no it's not all right. right, so can I go next, Gareth, with what I've been playing?
2: Uh, yeah, what else have you been playing, Rob? Now we've done with Destiny.
0: Um, <clears throat> I went to the local cash generator. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's somewhere drug addicts go and sell things <laughs> that they've stolen <laughs> to get money <laughs> for drugs. And then you can go in there and you can buy said things. Uh, it's a fantastic self-sufficient ecosystem and it's beautiful the way that it works. As long as it doesn't happen to you and you find your stuff has been stolen. I went in there uh, because it was closing down and amongst the boxes on the floor uh, of stuff that was clearly labelled as this does not work, but people were still buying it for some reason. uh, I went over to the counter and there was a man rummaging through a box. I looked in there and I thought, what a load of shit. They had stuff like Juke Nukem Forever. Uh, Let me have a look. Juke Nukem Forever. (laughs) <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever, uh, Test Drive Unlimited Two, uh, Dead Space already played before. How oh, can you
2: have a sequel to a game called Unlimited?
1: Exactly. Unlimited Plus One. That's the ultimate way to win anything.
0: Medal of Honor, <laughs> Dungeon Siege Three, uh, WWE Superstars, just games that you know you wouldn't really buy it. That normally. no one
2: would ever buy in their right minds.
1: No. Yeah. No sensible human being would touch them with a barge pole, would they, Rob?
0: No, that's it. And I, yeah. I was basically there and I was looking through it and I thought, oh. and then the guy said to me, you do know these are 20p each? <laughs> and I said, sorry? <laughs> 20p? And he was like, yeah, and he had like a handful of PlayStation 3 games. And I said, well, all the big good games been taken. And she said, and he said, no, 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 no. She's just literally put this box on the table So I looked a little bit deeper, and I saw um, Forza Horizon 2, which is is a really good find. Hmm. Not Forza Horizon 2, because that's just just been announced. That would have been a weird kind of time vortex. (laughs) Uh, I've got a wrestling game that I really like, and I've got uh, Dead Island Riptide that I'd wanted to play for a while. And suddenly, 20p, the game seemed very attractive. And I found myself playing Duke Nukem Forever just because I paid 20p for it. And it's that kind of addicted to games that we were talking about the other week, Gareth, that is there now. It's now in my collection.
2: Yeah. And I
0: feel I have to play it even though I've only paid 20p and I could probably just throw it across the room or out of the window and it probably wouldn't make that much difference. But because I paid 20p for it, it seems fantastic. So I went in there, picked up the shit out of the toilet, threw it at the wall. Uh, this was in Duke Nuka, yeah, not, no. <laughs> not in my actual life. <laughs> Uh, and I thought, oh, that was pretty good for 20p. <laughs> like, if I'd have paid 40 quid for it, then I'd have been pissed off. But because I'd paid 20 pence, like, you can't even, you can't get anything for 20p now. A Freddo. Like, with a Freddo, you buy it, you eat it, That you know, oh, was that's quite nice for 20p. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah. It was like, I picked up the shit, threw it at the wall, Uh he went, What am I doing? And then I thought that was good for 20p, and then I kind of just put it back in the, uh, put it back in the pocket. Um, yeah, but you know, Test Drive Unlimited Two, I don't know. I like it, but I don't know if I'd like. I have done if it's because I've just paid 20p for it, and I'm really proud of myself. And I'll sit there playing it, and I don't know if it's because it's good, but I don't know. You you can't. Your kind of reasoning goes out of the window when you've paid 20p for something. Yeah. Because I think when you paid £40, pounds, you can kind of sit there and critique it in a way that it deserves to be. But when you paid like 20 pence for it, you, you kind of go, oh, that looks a bit shit, the way it was 20p. Oh, this driving's good for 20p. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the way got the, the game world, the size of the game world, that's good for 20p. So like nothing's really going to be bad. I'm going, to pay fucking 20p for this. This is an outrage. I'm taking it back. So, yeah, I think that's the way gaming should go forward. You know, games should all be 20p, and then they'd all get 10 out of 10. But Dead Island, my sister's recently got an Xbox. Uh, she used to play in the PlayStation 2 era. She kind of likes the burnouts and stuff, so she got Dead Island tight, and we're having a bit of a laugh with that. Did you get it, Cara?
2: No, I, I tried to play the first Dead Island, but... Um... I get scared really easily. Okay. And so I went to leave the like the hotel room you start the game in, and the corridor outside was dark. And I was like, "Oh dear!" Now I'm sending this back in case yeah. in case that someone jumps out and scares me in this dark corridor.
0: I don't know what you was expecting from a game called Dead Island. Well, that trailer was just You're so incredible. To pick up Barbie's Island, but you got that by <laughs> mistake. <sighs> it was it was dark. Yep, that is usually a prelude to something horrific happening. But yeah, all the games, you know, they're 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 good for 20p. Like I can't really say anything. You know, it's not like I can sit here and moan about it because it's just absolutely random. Uh, the Xbox One's not getting much love, to be honest. Uh, I don't know what it is with these next generation consoles. There doesn't seem to be anything. Coming out.
2: Did you not try the beta on the Xbox One after playing it on the 360 with us? No,
0: because it kept saying that there was an error when I was trying to download it. And oh. I do it was. Um, but I never really got it in time. I was interested, but I just watched a few comparison videos. Okay. So I really want to play The Last of Us Remastered, but obviously I haven't got a PlayStation 4.
2: Yeah. And then
0: it's, I think it says something for the state of gaming at the moment that I want to play the best game of the last gen with better graphics and I want to play Grand Theft Auto rather than... I'm I'm, more, I'm thinking about Forza Horizon 2 mostly because I love the first game. I don't know if Don played that being a racing game fan. Uh, I
1: only played Demo. I haven't, I do want to get it though. It was a lot of fun. But, uh, well, I it's 20p. It so... <laughs> if it's 20p, I will pick up two of them. Yeah. But or yeah, that's, that's
0: what I've been playing uh, mainly this week. Uh... I don't really want to go into them because I know they're terrible games. <laughs> uh, but there were twenty p, so who gives a crap? Fair so nice. Gareth. Lord, what? No, what's that game called you play? <laughs> League of Legends. League of Legends. I'm in bronze again. <laughs> League of Legends. League of Legends. I told tour the tournament, and then <laughs> I'm silly. <laughs> right, go on, Gareth. Tell us about your bronze.
2: I'm still bronze, bronze and that's, I don't want to get into it. I had a pretty shit weekend, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but what about um, League of Legends? Ah,
2: (laughs) funny. Like, I got back on um, Sunday, and I'd qualified for a promotion series, like, a few days before, so I came back and I was straight away into my promotion series. Oh,
0: yes. But you were a bit cold, weren't you? A bit stiff. No. Oh, yeah, it for, oh, you go straight back in it. Yeah, it's not not too difficult.
2: Okay. Um, won my first promo match and I was feeling good. I was like, right, just two more wins out of the next four games, and I can just, I'm in silver, easy. Just let's do this, and then uh, I lost three in a row. Uh, <laughs> oh, is, is it the pressure? I don't know what it is. I'm cursed because as soon as I lost those games, and it dumped me out of my promotion matches. I won my next game so clearly that he put me back in another promotion match, yeah. and then I lost three in a row again, so i don't I don't know what I'm doing. do you think it's fixed? Yes, it's definitely fixed, yeah, <laughs> just against me as well no one else yeah uh he just keeps matching me up with uh seven year olds on my team, yeah. which is uh, uh, really fair uh but yeah, I don't really wanna. I don't really want to go into League of Legends too much because it's just a a tragic tale, the likes of which Shakespeare couldn't even have written. Wow. Uh, But I do want to talk talk, a little bit more about this um, Last of Us One Night Live thing. Um, Because obviously, uh, as someone who loved The Last of Us, I wasn't really sure what it was going to be like, but I sort of set aside the time last night uh, the video's an hour and a half long, but the first half an hour is just a half hour countdown. Um, right. So it's like, it's an hour long of them reenacting scenes from the game. And I I wasn't really sure what it was going to be like, so I sat down with my tea, and I was like, okay, I'll eat my tea, that while tea while I watch this. Is that tea in drink?
0: Or, oh, you just said
2: eat. That's Sorry, obviously you don't
0: eat the liquid. No. What did you have? What was you eating?
2: It was some uh, cheese and broccoli pasta.
0: Did you make it yourself? Yeah. Did you make? You didn't make the cheese sauce, though. Yeah. What? From scratch? It's just cheese and milk no, it's and some not. Other stuff. Not. It basically is. No, you don't. You don't put cheese and milk together, Gareth. Yeah, the milk's the liquid base for the sauce. Oh my god, this is something I wanted to talk about as well. Sorry, but you know that that that's um, something that you eat that you like. But it's it's there's things in life that people eat that if you were to cook for someone else, they'd look at it and go, what the fuck is that? I make a thing called tuna slop, where I get super noodles, (laughs) okay, Okay. mayonnaise, tuna, and I just mix it all together, and it's fantastic, but everyone else thinks it's disgusting. What about you, Gareth? You must have a concoction that no one else likes. I I bet it's this, isn't it?
2: Well, first of all, your thing sounds unbelievably horrible.
0: Yeah, exactly. But to uh, me it's like fantastic.
2: I think the only thing I've got like that where people sort of judge me for eating it is banana <laughs> butties. Ugh. Just bread, bananas and bread. Bread, delicious. bananas and bread. Well yeah, you need a second layer of bread, otherwise it's not a butty. It's just an oh, open yeah. face sandwich.
0: There you go, an open face sandwich. Don, what about you?
1: Uh I'm aristocracy, so I have a butler to okay. rustle me up pheasant burgers whenever I want. Uh.
0: Ugh. <laughs> weirdo so you've made you put wool, wool, not water milk cheese a bit of
2: flour to thicken it up yeah some water in there yeah look it's not important it's right? okay. <laughs> <is> the least <laughs> important thing ever um so i sat down and i was like oh i'll just watch this last of us uh one night live thing and i like i was enthralled for an hour like i was just transfixed it was amazing i was like tearing up in places because like it's one thing in the game when this stuff happens and they're giving a performance and it's like whoa that's powerful but to see troy baker like scream in ellie's face
0: yeah
2: and like it's just proper intense and real and is it kind of
0: against a green screen or something or the stage is set or Uh,
2: they have they have like a various props so like this the stage will go dark and then the uh, games, I believe it's the story writer for the game, Neil Druckmann, will come out to a little stage on the side and he'll yeah. describe what the next scene is. So we'll say, you know, in this scene, uh, Joel is meeting Ellie for the first time, blah, 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 And then the lights will come back up and once the lights have been down, they've been changing their stage around. Yeah. Um, and they have like a big screen showing, uh, for example, they do one set in a car where they're driving. Yeah, but the, the big screen's just showing like a road, just to give you yeah. some idea of like uh, the saying, uh, just enough for you to sort of remember where it happened in the game. Yeah, and it really took me back to playing the game, and man, it's like the best advert for the PS4 version of the Last of Us they could possibly have ever made. Yeah, because as soon as it finished, I was like, I want to play the Last of Us all the way through right now. And and
0: even for that, it's a good advert of games being more than just games because you're basically taking away the element that makes it a game, and you're showing it for its creative abilities and its writing, which is what people've been fighting against games for ages, saying, "Oh, they can't be story-based. You know, the writing's not good enough." It's basically taking away that gameplay element that is so important to make it a game, and putting it on its own merits in front of everyone. Not even with just with basic props.
2: Yeah. You know, and I mean, and... we knew that you know me and you we loved the last of us yeah you, you... Didn't. <laughs> you know when you played <laughs> it last year that the story stood on its own like it, even yeah. outside of being a game it could stand up there with any story that's ever been told and you could go wow this is one of the best examples of storytelling um and this really just cements that so i mean it's completely free all uploaded on YouTube. So just if you go to the official PlayStation YouTube channel, it'll be on there. The Last of Us One Night Live. If you do one thing this week to do with games, I would say watch The Last of Us One Night Live because it's it's unbelievably good. Considering as well, they had like basically no time to rehearse. They just yeah. flew them in, gave them the scripts that they had memorized like two years ago. And try to get them to like reenact it. It's unbelievable, fantastic.
0: There you go. Yeah. Don, will you be watching that this week?
1: Um, not if it spoils the, any the story <laughs> it, of the game. It spoils it completely. Uh, I, I, <laughs> do I haven't played the game yet, so uh, yeah, but you I don't have, need I to now. Watch when you watch <laughs> it. Yeah, that's true. I'll just judge it on its own merit. Sell my copy of the game.
0: Um, well, there's also another film coming out, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) It it just annoys me when people take these illiteracy masterpieces, like Lord of the Rings, um, Harry Potter, and they just make them into films. But, you know, maybe this is going to be on the same sort of level.
2: What do you have against the Lord of the Rings films?
0: I'm saying that they come from books originally, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, so Fifty Shows of Grace is sort of in that same kind of lineage.
2: If that lineage could be hosted on Pornhub, yep. then yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that really
0: disappointed me about it was watching it, and the woman, I don't really want to see her getting smashed in. <laughs> no, but you, do you know what I mean? It's like, I've got re- the only reason I would watch it is because you want to see things getting done to her. You know when you're out like on Pornhub? Come on. You're on Pornhub, right? And you're flicking through the panels. You have to like the woman that you see, right? Surely. And you're like, oh, I like, I like her. She's in the right category of what I want to watch tonight. I'm going to watch that one. And that's the same with me for this, this kind of trailer. Okay? Come on, you two are film buffs.
2: <laughs> oh, God. What have you been playing this week, Don?
1: <laughs> all I played was Destiny. I've not had time to play anything since Sunday night. Okay. Fantastic. So, I'll wrap uh, it up
0: yeah. then, if you don't want to talk about the <laughs> of Gray trailer, I am suppose you guys are going to do it in lights, camera, banter, aren't you? Lights, banter, action. Lights, banter, action. You're going to take all of the ideas and then you're going to put it into that. But. You know, Comic-Con, the San Diego Comic-Con, a lot was announced there, Gareth. And I'm sure you and Don are going to have a rick roaring time talking about your views on the kind of Deadpool prototype that went out. Is there going to actually be a film made of it? The Batman versus Superman uh, little clip that was shown. You loved that, didn't you,
2: Gareth? I didn't see the clip. It's not online yet.
0: Huh? It is. You know, the one where Batman's, um, he's in his uh, sort of... What what do they call it, Don? When he's in his armour, the big armour that he fights Superman in, um, and he's on top of a building and he puts out the bat signal and Superman comes down with red eyes and stuff.
2: I saw a write-up describing it, but there was no video in the write-up that I saw.
0: Uh, I've seen
2: the video. It's on YouTube. Well, then I shall have to look that up. But It's it's inspired by... um, a comic book that I've already seen an adaptation of so I found it very easy to picture it in my uh, in my mind
0: in your mind's eye are you talking it's... about the Frank Miller one and then the cartoon isn't it
2: yeah there's an animated version
0: yeah I've seen that it's quite
2: good isn't it it's really fucking good brutal yeah. as hell the the Joker gets his eye like gouged out yeah <laughs> it's pretty fucking mental <laughs>
0: Yeah, isn't that in the sewer, if I believe it, right?
2: Well, I mean, we don't want to spoil things too yeah, hard. Yeah, we don't
0: want to spoil a 20-year-old cartoon. No, it only just come out, didn't it? It's not been out long.
2: The cartoon's been out for probably like a year and a half, but the, the comic book's been, been out around for years. for a
0: long time. Yeah, because the the cartoon's split up into two pieces, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's basically like uh, the story of Batman, Uh yeah. After he's retired, he decides to come back many years later, and he's like old, but he's proper bill he's like a brick shit house, yeah, and he just starts kicking the fuck out of everyone and uh killing people
0: <laughs> that's a little preview there of Gareth's depth of knowledge for lights banter action, which you can enjoy uh later on this week. well, that's been an absolutely fantastic uh game central podcast this week guys um Hope everyone at home enjoyed it. We're going to be back next week, hopefully with Guy. But, you know, if I'm being honest, we don't really miss him that much, do we? (laughs) It's come to the point where, you know, he just thinks he can just piss off. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then Don has to come in. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Can I just plug some stuff that's going to be on the site this I would love that. Let's plug it. Uh, On Friday, uh, there's going to be an interview up that I did with uh, Martin Kitts who's uh, the former editor of N64 magazine, wow. which is a, nice. ma- a magazine that played a, a big part <laughs> in my like sort of young teenage years of hey. being my sort of go-to for any kind of video game news or reviews or journalism. So uh, pretty excited to get an interview with him. And then next week, I uh, will should be streaming video games uh, pretty much every single day on Twitch because I've got the house all to myself for that entire week. So I am going to just be streaming all the fucking time.
0: Where, where are they going?
2: Oh shit! Where are they going? Turkey. They're going to Turkey for the week, little holiday.
0: Good. They said I'd asked you if you wanted to go, didn't they, Gareth?
2: I always get invited, but I, and you said no. Like the holiday, the house to myself is my holiday. That's
0: yeah. So did you say I'd rather have your house to myself?
2: <laughs> well, it's my house as <laughs> Basically. well. Basically, I am paying, rent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you are
0: paying. Come Gareth. I've been playing RAID yeah. since I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's,
2: that's nice of you to do that. Um, also do the Twitter stuff, Gareth. The Twitter stuff. Uh, at yep. GameBanter for hey. all the goings-on in my life. If I'm doing shit at League of Legends, I'll post it on Twitter and be like, oh, I'm doing shit at League of Legends. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, you if you want to get in touch with me, that's the best way. Twitter.com forward slash Game Banter
0: game banter. And <clears throat> Before we go, I'd just like to uh, share something that I go through on a daily basis, uh, just people adding me on Facebook and stuff. Hi Rob, how the devil are you from Tim? And I said, who is Tim? Tim? And he said, Tim from colsham here, why don't you know me? And then I said, why would I know you Tim? <laughs> And then Tim said, sorry, I thought you were my cousin. Well, there you go. That's just uh, <laughs> a, a nice sort of <laughs> conversation I had in the week. Uh, join us next week when we'll be talking games, games, and even more games. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Bye. No, do it for more. <laughs> do only one.
1: <laughs> Bye.
2: Yeah.